Okay, welcome to Wide Open Throttle Podcast. I'm Mark and we've got Jake on the phone. We're back for podcast number two. One thing I'm going to point out from the top is that we've got Jake on the phone at the moment. Say hello, Jake. Hey, greetings there. How are you going? Going well. Um, now, the reason Jake is on the phone, and this will probably go on for about six weeks, is we're in lockdown again. Um, we've been locked down. We're in stage four now, which means we can't even go out the house pretty much. You know, after eight o'clock at night, we, we can't. What are the rules? We can't go more than five kilometers. We can't work. Ooh. Can't work, can't go more than you know, 5Ks from home, a maximum exercise of one hour a day. And shopping, the same thing too. We can't go shopping for more than you know, an hour, I guess. What, your right. food? Like my, um, my wife might be quicker at, at shopping then because of time limit. That's good. <laughs> well, they can't walk around anymore. You know, like they normally do. <laughs> yeah, you no, you can't do. So. Uh, but you can yeah, have a booty call. You can. If, um, Victorian government have said uh, total lockdown, but um, I think they want people to keep their love locked down because uh, yeah, you can go and do a booty call. So. And it doesn't matter where you go, what time you go. I think you can go now <laughs> and go meet someone for a booty call. Oh, I'm not call. sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, it depends which. <laughs> yeah, I reckon it's after curfew. I don't think we have to worry about it. I think we can still do it. I think yeah, it depends which, which way you're swiping, Mark. Swiping left or right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there'll be a strange few weeks for us, but we are, uh, with the technology, we can still push on uh, with the podcast. And I hope it comes across as well uh, for quality. I mean, it's probably not going to be the best quality. Um, I've got a microphone, of course, in front of me, um, and Jake's got his – what are you using? I've got pretty fly for a Wi-Fi here, just my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> iPhone. Have you got the earpiece in, or are you just talking into it on loudspeaker? No, I've got the um, – the uh, earpiece in because there's not much there's less reception here than a bad wedding mate there we go we've got the uh, <laughs> the sound pad again <laughs> I love that thing that's good well we're, we're going to let you I reckon kick it off this week um, so what I've done is I've okay, left sure. Jake a um, well I've given him sort of free reins to the podcast tonight I might kick yeah, in dangerous. later on with <laughs> so that's dangerous giving me free reign uh, look, I, I, to be honest I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything to talk about and we're only the second podcast in <laughs> no, that's right. I was going to say, I was just thinking back, um, in, being always in, in, into all things automotive. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking, what is the weirdest car event that I've been to? And I thought, hmm, I've been to a few, you know, speedways, demolition derbies, sprint cars, drag racing, track day, truck racing. Um, but the weirdest uh, would have to be, I don't know if you've ever been to one of these, an, an engine blow up. No, I've never been so, into uh, I've never heard of it. No, my dad took me, because he he's a bigger petrol head than I am, but he took me to an engine blow-up. So it was basically a, an acreage, a guy's backyard down in Pearsdale, and, um, and they had about 10 acres there. And oh, you bring along your old engine, and whatever engine runs the longest wins the money. So there were you know, this brick on the Some were still in the car, so you know, brick on the accelerator. I was going to say, and, yeah, um, you must have to put a brick on the accelerator and just move away. And move away, but there's a few that just went forever and ever and ever, and you know, they've had the petrol and that running through it, but they've had you know they drain the oil and stuff to make them you know shorten Did, the lifespan. Some, some of these things, yeah. But um, it really turned into a bit of a hill, hillbilly event. They had a, a Cummins diesel, so it's like a truck engine. Yep. And um, they call it, it was a V8, so they call it the nine nine oh three. Because um, it's 903 cubic inches, which is, I don't know, probably a 15 litre or so V8 truck engine. And it had the, the flywheel was still attached. Oh, dear. They had, it just on a, they had it on a stand by itself. <laughs> they fired this thing up, no mufflers or anything. And everyone thought, shit, we, we ran for cover because if you know if the flywheel come off, we'd yeah. go through you and kill you. But <laughs> yeah, really, really bizarre, uh, bizarre event. And I did remember, see if you. Um, Pistons going through blocks and flying through the air. I think people, you know, these days, OHS, you, you couldn't have anything like that. But it was, uh, that was an eye opener. That's probably the weirdest car event that I've been to. I don't know if anyone else out there has been to any automotive event that's uh, strange like that. How many people would turn up to something like that? Uh, there's probably there's probably 100 people there that had like a big <laughs> you know, land on a spit going. Everyone was drinking the, the stubbies and it was pretty, a little bit loose. <laughs> So a lot of VB, I'm assuming. VB, maybe a bit, oh, a bit of... <laughs> yeah, I was probably, I don't know, I was probably eight or nine or something at the time. 
going along for it. Was that your first beer? <laughs> oh, no, I know. I, I still don't drink. I still don't like beers. No, I don't get into the beers, mate. Right. Okay. No, no. The uh, scotch drinking. Well, that's late, later in life. <laughs> Not that age. Yeah, as you got older, more mature but, now. But yeah, the old engine blow up. I don't know if anything like that still goes on. But. Yeah, I can't think of anything like it. I know you got the tractor pull and everything down in, um, was that yeah, tra- tractor pull? Yeah, yeah. Um, you've been to all those too. They were good. I've been to the sprint cars and everything. You know, we you're on a dirt track, I think it is, and uh, as as the cars go around or sprint cars go around, they kick up all the dirt like little um, clinkers. Remember the chocolate? You get hit yeah. by as they go around, you get hit by them. That was probably <laughs> the best part of it. Oh, I love it. You see all the families that have been there the first time. They see a big vacant patch on the fence. They go, "Oh, this is a great spot," <laughs> and you know why? No one, no one's sitting there because yeah, they're going to get covered. Pe- they're going to get covered in mud, mate. Yeah, peppered by them too because they're like, yeah, they're like sort of bullets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Motorsports always been pretty big in the Australian uh, culture, I guess, over the years yeah. in relation to mo- mo- motorsport. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to spend a fortune to um, to get into it to enjoy it. So for motorsport, you mean like what, like track? In general, in general. Okay. So like track days and whatnot. A lot of people are into cars. They might have a a car that they've spent a bit of money on that they enjoy driving, um, but never get a chance to take it out to see what it can do. And um, you don't don't have to spend a lot of money. I've done a lot of stuff with the Porsche Club Victoria and stuff like that at that level. But at the other end, um, I was invited last year to Tasmania. They've got a great little track there uh, at Baskerville. It's a lot of twists and turns, very short track, but really technical. Um, and the Hobart Sporting Car Club, they had an event on called the, the Baskerville 1000. So it's a six-hour um, regularity. So six hours of, of running the car, um, so, you know, it has to be pretty reliable, but the, the kicker is the car couldn't be worth more than $1,000. Okay, it's pretty cool. So that yeah, so they try and keep it um, keep it cheap. So my dad he invited me over with his mate to, to do it. So I flew over there and we had you know a stint each in the car, and they had a um, it was a Holden Astra, the um, a manual uh, two door one. They picked up for eight hundred dollars. It had some hail damage, and I thought oh, it'll be a bit of fun, but you know it's not going to be the car's not going to be that good and whatnot. But you can do whatever you want. Um, to the car and getting it ready without spending too much on it. But, yeah, just stripped it out, um, just had a – not even a racing seat or anything. And it, it was bloody good fun. Lap after lap, we had a camera in there, uh, and I really enjoyed it. I was surprised how the car actually went, the little little Astra. But, um, and how old, yeah, we were, how old were you this time? You weren't eight. No, this was last year, mate. Oh, okay. <laughs> this was last year. See, we just missed last... like a whole lifetime of Jake. We've had... <laughs> you missed we a whole lifetime. maybe 15 no, years. Skip... <laughs> no, I'll skip straight to the, to the um, I'm just thinking of the, the, the cheap motorsport that you can get into sometimes. But it was really well organised, really well run. Like there was a lot of cars. It was over Saturday and Sunday. They had to divide it up. And what that could... many entries. What could you win? Could you win anything? Like you just get a little trophy at the end of it. Oh, so... look, the... It was just the trophy, but it was on the um, the local TV down and everything. We were on the news. We were on the wow. the, um, the 6 o'clock news there. It's um, down in the old Tassie. You haven't it's, done a target uh, yeah, or, or anything? Uh, no, well, it's, it's quite expensive as, yeah, it's as a far lot of money. as I know. But um, you may be uh, a bit later down the track when the kids get a bit older to do a, do a target or something like that. You can do – there's different levels, so you don't have to do a professional level. But No, you can just follow behind, yeah. yeah some are limited. We like limit the car to like 130 or whatnot. Okay. And that's, that's still plenty of speed and those really tight uh, little roads. But, yeah, great driving roads down there in Tassie. Um, if you ever want to do a road trip, it's great to um, to take a nice car down there and lots of technical twists and turns. But, yeah, that, that event, that was a great event. It was really well run. And I think they're going to make it a regular thing every year. So we'll probably um, probably find another car to, to do it too and uh, and see what happens. I think the guy was in the AU that, that won the race. Okay. The but, so um, you had an Astro with, um, was it hail damage? Yeah, hail damage. It was 800 okay. bucks. Would have made it quicker, a bit um, like a golf ball with a little dents all over it. Oh, yeah, it was a, uh, a four-cylinder. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a good, good little. That was a great event. You painted the car; it had racing stripes on it and whatnot. 
that um, yeah, I've only you know, been... put some put some pictures up on the Instagram when we get that fired up. Yeah, that'd be pretty. I mean, I'd love to get involved in some of that. Like I said that last week, um, a little bit. I like yeah. I've got the RX eight. Um, I do want to get that ready for the track. I reckon that'd be pretty cool. Take it to a couple of track yeah. days. Yeah, it's a cheap car. Um, you know, it's probably due to blow up any time soon anyway. So why not annoy people on yeah, the track? Well. I guess by putting oil across it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm trying can't. not to do that, but yeah, yeah, but then yeah, something like that would be it'd be good fun. You can get that car prepared fairly easily to do a few track days. Yeah, there was a video I was watching uh, last night. Modi car mods. Yeah, they, yep. They, yeah, they just did one about uh, what you need to take on a track day, and they've made a whole list. You can print it off as a PDF. And sort of tick okay. it off as you go. Good so idea. all the things like, you know, just everything from tools, WD-40, uh, to, yeah. you know, a little seat because you're going to be sort of sitting out there while you're racing. Yeah, checking pressures and all that stuff. Yeah, That's... correct, yeah. But, thought, um, was... No, definitely was good. And with that regularity one, you have to nominate your time. So you have to nominate a time that you're going to circulate in. So if you were faster than the time, you'd lose points. So it was really hard to try and keep a consistent uh, lap time between three different drivers. I have seen that. It's not the, the fastest time. you, you got to stay, the, the competition is to stay as close as you can to the time you posted or that yeah, you it was said much you hard, much, It's uh, much harder than you, you think it would be. Yeah, let's put it on cruise. Much harder than you think it would be. But I've done a few of those with the, the Porsche Club as well, and especially in the, the old 944. It was pretty easy to, to maintain the same time if you just keep it flat out. But um, yeah, some of the other... The other cars, it's a bit trickier when you've got a lot of power. And we were we were talking about your 944. You sold your 944 a long time ago. Uh, how long ago? Uh, probably nearly three years ago. And you saw it advertised again? I saw it advertised. It popped up this week on uh, on car sales. Any different um, than when you had it? Yeah, it looks pretty much the same, but the Martini racing stripes are, are gone. They did look good. They were the ones I got genuine. Okay. And um, it's, it's advertised. I read the fine print. It now has a... An LSD in it, which um, did it really did need because when I had it, it used to spin the inside wheel, especially like Sandown um, coming onto the back straight, that left hander. Yeah, used to spin the inside wheel, and um, but yeah, even when I had it, it had three hundred thousand on the clock, and I was still running around Sandown in one minute thirty flat, which is fairly respectable. But uh, now it's got a freshened up engine and um, LSD, it's still with the half roll cage and. And the aspect tires on it, that'd be a good little little rocket. And and did they post any times with it, or are they trying to say that it's not a track car or Oh, they were saying it's built for the track, but okay. they didn't post any they didn't post any times uh, you, for that car. But, were you tempted to buy it back? I was tempted, but I think uh, I we'll just hold off at the moment with this uh, <laughs> with COVID environment. On, we're locked down again. Just, yeah, lockdown again. You, there's, there's nothing open in Victoria anyway that you can do at the moment. So. No, you can't do anything. Yeah, haven't been able to do uh, anything for a while. No, well, I couldn't even go. And, if I did put buy the car, I couldn't even go and pick it up. Where is it? Um, it's a long way, I believe. Okay, yeah, too far. It's a long way away. Yeah, it's got to be five k's. You could have done it. Yeah, it's five k's in dog years. What 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 else you got on your list? On my list, um, just saying. But some of the Japanese cars have started to um, increase in value as well. I know, of course, Aussie muscle cars are always going up in value, um, air-cooled Porsches, things like that. Um, but now the next thing that all the millennials and stuff are getting into is the, the Japanese uh, limited edition cars. So I noticed during the week, uh, Honda Civic Type R, uh, 20-year-old car, mind you, uh, sold for 101000 Australian dollars during what? the week. I didn't Honda see Civic that. Type R. I didn't see that. Why would it be yeah. white as well? Would it? No, no, it's black with the white wheels. Okay, uh, it's the it's, a, it's the first Type R that they had. Yeah, the two thousand model. Yeah, two thousand model Type R. Uh, same as the ones in Fast and Furious. So it's EK nine series. They call it. One hundred one thousand. One hundred one thousand dollars. Yeah, Seven point six four million yen. Wow. But but what? Uh, no, they all that kind of price. What are they going for over here? Oh, I would, oh no, I, think, I wouldn't think so. It would be like kilometers travel. or a special model that they had, or I don't know. I'd have to have a yeah, look at it. Yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, two thousand five hundred and forty-nine kilometers on the clock. So oh, it's, well. yeah, it is like a new car. Correct. 
but still, that's a lot of uh, a lot of dice for a little Honda. It's got nice Retaro red seats in it and whatnot. But um, yeah, some of that stuff, you know, before they go up too much, it'd be good to get on board. Like some of the um, forgotten cars, like the three hundred ZX, is still a little bit unloved. So they were a good car, the little uh, yeah, BQ30, the twin turbo. You can still get those for around twenty grand if you can find a good one. Yeah, but I think maybe we've missed the boat on that. Like, if you look at the prices of those, oh, um, I think we, I think we have missed the boat. You're right. Yeah. Um, what was I? Um, I was looking the other day. Remember the three thousand GT, the Mitsubishi. Oh, the Mitsubishi. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, they were pretty ahead of their time. Those things. No, I saw there was a post um, only a couple of weeks ago. I saw, and there was possibly a four thousand GT coming out, or it was a um, a concept car that Mitsubishi have done. Um, okay. I'd love to send you a link to it. It was really, it looked really cool. It looked, you could definitely see the 3000 GT from it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I'd, yeah, it looked pretty cool. I thought, oh, it'd be good if they did it. They'd sell them, you know, like um, the NSX yeah, yeah. when that came back for a lot of money, mind you, but yeah. You know, okay, yeah, the 3000 GT that came out in 1990. Um, I remember a, a mate of mine used to drive one to school in year 12. He was really <laughs> yeah. He, he turned eighteen and his dad had one, and uh, he'd let him drive it in. At the time, I didn't know what oh, it yeah. was. I kind of went, "Oh, he's, it's like a Ferrari or you know something." Yeah, yeah. Decent. Well, it looked, looked a little bit like a Ferrari, didn't it? The way the styling would be. Yeah, and a nice bright red too. It had a bit of an orange in the red. I don't know what you call it, but it looked pretty cool. But then he, he, yeah, he the other car, he'd come in a Lotus Esprit as well. Uh, was it? <laughs> he'd rock up in one oh, of those yeah. as well. So he obviously had a bit of coin. He must have had uh, a bit of coins in the piggy bank for those. Or, or his dad did anyway. Yeah. I don't know if there's any around at the, at the moment on the market, those 3000 GT. But... Well, the 3000 GT was a Aussie um, delivered car, wasn't it? Because it was a GDO, if you if you got the input. Yeah. Is that, that correct? Yeah, yeah G- I think it was. G- GTO, yeah. yeah. Yeah, known as a GTO globally. Yep. Um, and in the US, they were branded as a Dodge, believe it or not, a Dodge okay. Stealth. Hmm. And can't use a GDO here because of, um, I'd assume, Holden? Possibly, yeah. Probably Holden or uh, they might have already had that name. Someone would have had it registered and it couldn't use it over here. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, interesting car. It didn't really attract the status of like a uh, a Supra or um, a Skyline, I guess. But um, probably it's a good, good car in its own right, I suppose. Well, they, they definitely um, they looked apart if you wanted to get a car yeah, that... Yeah. You know, you look a million dollars in it. Well, that was the one. The old Mitsubishi. Mrs. Bitchy, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was interesting during the week to see that price of that little Honda. Yeah, I mean, look, every now and again you see a cargo for a lot of money. Um, you know, I don't know who buys them. Obviously, someone buying from Nostalgia, they, they see something they had when they were a boy or they wanted the car when they were young and couldn't afford it, um, and they'll pay yeah. well over the odds for it. So what are the... Um, the worst, the worst car mods you've seen, or when you were younger, I'm sure you would have seen a few um, mods. mods. Maybe you thought it was good, good at the time, but now you say, "Why the hell would you do that for?" So you're asking me what I've seen? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. do you think? Uh, probably the silliest one uh, was a mate of mine rocked up at my house, um, <laughs> probably about ten or eleven o'clock at night, as you do, because you didn't have. Um, phones at the start of it, um, you just yeah. sort of rock up and you could hear the car coming from uh, sort of a couple of kilometres away, and that was your your way of knowing your friend was coming over. Uh, you'd hear oh, the car, yeah. you'd be like, "Oh, I recognise <laughs> it exhausted." <laughs> and I, I remember one night he rocked up. It must have been like ten thirty at night, and yeah. uh, he says to me, uh, "He says, oh, Mark, he goes, the car's got a problem." I go, "What's wrong?" He goes, "I've got a lot of smoke coming from the back tire area." Yeah. I go, I go. what have you done? I, he goes, no, nothing. He goes, I had the car lowered today. Um, he goes, yeah. I'm driving around. He goes, whenever I bump and all of a sudden it's smoking. Yeah. And I go, I go, I go, give me a look. I go, what have you done? So I sort of put my head under it. It had been dropped a lot. Like it was a little Daihatsu Shirei Di Tommaso. I don't know if you ever know. What oh, that, yeah. Yeah, remember those? It was like an import yeah. uh, with little grey vents on it and everything. It looked pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I put, sort of put my head under the back. <laughs> and they'd cut the springs. Oh, okay, geez. Yeah, so what he'd done is he'd gone over the railway line um, and the spring had come unseated and it was rubbing on the inside of the tyre and it had almost oh, worn through the whole tyre. He'd driven over to me. Uh, it was yeah. smoking and making a noise the whole way over and I lived probably five yeah. kilometres from him. Far out. Yeah, and that was probably the silliest thing I saw anyone do. I'm trying to think what else. Um, 
Now, as I said, that's probably one of the, the silliest things. What about yourself? Uh, just a few of the friends back in the day. The, the neon light thing was a bit of a fad. <laughs> See how many neon lights you can get under, under the car. Um, but some, sometimes it worked all right. I did it on my Series 2 RX-7 for a little bit. I had blue neons under there, but they were they were all done properly, like hidden underneath it. You, know, you only turn it on occasionally. Yeah, because the police were really but, uh, on it. Sort of they were really end. onto it, yeah. yeah. Nowadays you see it all but the had, time. <laughs> But I had a friend with the standard EA Falcon, like an 88 model with the the Asthmatic 3.9 Carby motor with the three-speed auto. <laughs> Neon's taped to the outside, man. It was pretty dodgy. <laughs> oh, what else was it? You had the, uh, what are they called? Tire flies. Remember what the tire flies were? Was that in the valve caps? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so when you yeah, when, yeah. when you drove, <laughs> they obviously used the, the kinetic energy to spin up and they light up and you'd see the, the rings around the tire. <laughs> Would light up as yeah. well. Again, the cop bait, you know, anything like that was cop bait. I never did it. I think the worst I did yeah. was the RX-7 yeah. Series 1 was green. I remember I had this yeah. bright yeah. idea to turn the front parking lights green. By I oh, pulled yeah. the yeah. bulbs out <laughs> and I dipped the bulbs in green paint. <laughs> <laughs> it worked for like a day until the sun, you know, so it gets on them and then, it, yeah, it just sort of wore off over time. But it looked pretty cool for one night. Oh, I remember a friend did that on his VP Commodore. He did one red and one blue. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Drive behind, drive behind people at night, flash the high beams, but oh. when the high beams dip, you see the blue and red lights. People used to pull over. I said, oh. I said, you're going to get yourself uh, a lot of strife doing that. Yeah, yeah look, I had a mate of mine, was in, he was a CFA um, volunteer firefighter, and he would, yeah, yeah. Um, he would put, um, what is it, the red light from a bike, the flashing one. And um, from the back of a yeah. bike, he would put that on his dashboard and he'd go through red lights on the way to a fire. He'd listen to the scanner <laughs> and he would drive there, put the red light on like it was a, a just a bicycle. Uh, <laughs> and he goes through headlights. He goes through, sorry, headlights. He goes through um, red lights all the time. <laughs> what a <goose. laughs> he, he, never, he never got caught doing it, but I thought, yeah, one day you will. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's always a few people like that around. And then what's another one I did? I went and had the VL, I did the old um, tint the rear tail lights with the spray can you get from Autobahn. That yeah, was pretty. Yeah, uh, yeah there's a tint in a can. Pretty dodgy. The VL tail lights didn't, didn't work properly at the best of times. Yeah, no, I've done all... that before as well. And then you can't see your brake lights through the back of them and people. <laughs> you can't see anything. <laughs> yeah, dodgy modifications. Trying to think of other. Oh, do you know what? I, I was pretty good at this. I was pretty good at um, pulling panels off dashboards, like different parts of it, and painting it. Like I put a lot of effort oh, okay. into it. So I did, I did my mate's cars, and I did my car. It was like I'd paint. Uh, was it an MX Six Mazda? And I remember painting the whole dashboard. It kind of goes along behind the cluster. It comes down yeah. um, by the gearbox and down to where the uh, the center console is. Yeah, yeah. And I remember painting it in like silver and then I would clear coat it and it would be like this metallic silver. It looked really cool. Then I did that detail yeah. master little GT stripe. I did the red with like a silver GT stripe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it sort of got used to doing it and uh, yeah, that kind of c- turned out all right. But they were sort of good. Yeah, they were okay. They were tasteful yeah. mods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't know how t- tasteful yeah. they'd be now. Although, no, <laughs> in saying that, Porsche. <laughs> Porsche still allow you to do it. That you can, you know, you can paint your your panels inside the colour of the outside of your car. So, look, I was ahead of my time back then. Well, you were. You, you missed the, the market. I never charged you a cent for it, too. I probably should have. Too early. Oh, yeah. Some people would like a bit of custom jobs. But, um, yeah, you see some pretty dodgy um, stereo installations, I'm sure, over your time. Yeah, a lot. That was my job. Do you know that? You said that a, yeah. a while ago, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to work at Strathfield Car Radio for, I don't know, three and a half years, um, electronic installer, <laughs> so do sort of alarms, stereos, custom jobs. I used to enjoy doing that because it take you, you know, a few weeks to do it. Yeah, it'd be so, fun. Yeah, sort of enjoy doing it. And, yeah, you see some dodgy wiring, you know, no no fuse is, is probably the biggest thing I saw. Like people would run <laughs> this big thick cable, power cable, from the front battery all the way to the boot. <laughs> Going underneath the seat and through the panels, and there's not a single fuse on there. And I'm like, you idiot! Like, all you need is one bit yeah. of metal to poke through, and you've earthed it and created this uh, fire hazard. Yeah, I was pretty. I was probably one of the culprits actually. When I, I always liked to have a good stereo, but I didn't have a lot of patience. Yep. Um, I remember I had, you know, flying around the corner one day. He was clunk. The amplifier had um, 
duct tape down in the boot. <laughs> I didn't have any screws. <laughs> Things are a Z, a ZL Fairlane, Ford Fairlane, big tank. And then I hear this, <laughs> what the hell is that? It was the four-gauge wire earthing out against the LPG tank in the back. I'm like, holy oh, shit, dear. that's not good. That's no. not good. <laughs> well, I think you reminded me of a few other things I've sort of done over the time now that I think about it. Like yeah. uh, I remember installing a race seat in one of my cars years ago too. I put a block <laughs> of wood under one part of it, like one of them, and the seat was like always wonky and it was just resting on a bit of a block of wood. I could have drove around oh, like that for a couple of years. <laughs> never got caught, uh, never got pulled over, never had an accident in that car, thank God. Sorry, you reckon you'd be flying off yeah, well, timber uh, through your... Uh, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have come off good. It's just a two-by-four under the seat holding it to the floor. You see a few of that when they, um, in the news where they had... Um, well, they have the big roadworthy blitzers, and I think I've seen one guy had a um, pair of ice grips as a, a steering wheel. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, I see. A steering wheel just on the centre yeah. nut. Yeah, just there was no steering wheel. There was just <laughs> on the, the column. Nut with <laughs> a pair of ice grips. God, can you imagine? Uh, <laughs> they're out there. There's some of these people. But, yeah, um, I was one of them. Well, sometimes, yeah, people that are into cars like ourselves. See a problem with the car and then leave it because you're too lazy, or you know, you'll get around to it. I remember having a when I had that XD with the 351, I also had a little Celica um, to run around because it's cheap to run. Yeah. Um, a rear wheel drive Celica, you know, but yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, it was a nice car, like a 79 model, 80 model. Yeah, it's a cool looking shape. Yeah, the square headlights, RA40, they called it. Yep, but um. That was good fun. You used to do the backfiring key bangers and that thing, blow flames out. What do you do? What do you do? You turn it, you turn it off and rev the. No, you, you turn the ignition off and you pump the accelerator two yeah. or three times and you turn the ignition back on. That shoots a huge flame out the back. Yeah, I mucked up. I tried doing that once, and uh, <laughs> as I rocked up to a friend's house, I thought, "Oh, this would be cool. I'm going to do the same thing: turn the car off and yeah, rev yeah. the motor a few times, turn it back on again." And I turned yeah. it, I turned it back one too many clicks, and uh, it locked the steering up, and I was going around a bend. <laughs> I shot up the driveway onto his lawn and his dad didn't like anyone being on the lawn and I, I swear to God, it was so lucky it was a driveway. <laughs> oh, shit. I did, this one too many, I did it one too many times and the um, the muscle blew out and exploded. The oh, no good. <laughs> Remember that car, the fuel gauge didn't work. The fuel sensor was broken. Yeah. Um, so I had a, like a bamboo stick that I used to dip in the um, – in the fuel filler next, so I could dip it in and see what level the car was at. Well, you just use your dominator to try and work out roughly how far you could go. No, the trip that was broken too. So, ah, oh. yeah, it was broken. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, my wife and I, and I think we were a lot younger back then, but we broke down out the front of uh, the uh, kittens. Strippers, where it was back then at, in Frankston at the top. Of course, you broke down. You didn't park it there, did you? Right at the front there. No, we were together and it cut out of fuel. <laughs> so I didn't read the uh, the stick properly. And it was really embarrassing because there's a whole queue of guys at the front waiting to get into the kittens. And Kelly's like, oh, I'll get these guys to help us push. I'm like, no way. <laughs> so I just um, put it in second, turned the ignition over on the starter motor. And that got enough momentum to get it down the hill to the petrol station at the other side of the hill there. Using a starter motor to, to move the car along? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get out and push, mate. Forget it. Oh, I um, I remember I broke a – it sounds like we're telling war stories, doesn't it? We're just going over one mm. thing that we remember at a time. Like I remember – Yeah, just <laughs> popping back up. <laughs> um, I had a – what was it? A Suzuki Swift GTI 93 model. And the well, clutch, pocket rocket. Yeah, yeah, the clutch was real heavy. And I'm, I don't know if I told this last week. Um, I was in well, Richmond. So. I'd finished working, and I put my foot down, and the clutch cable broke. Oh, shit. So I had to wait until the traffic died down after peak hour, mm. and I, I drove all the way home, just starting it in first gear, and then mm. just sort of revving it past, uh, what do you call it, crash boxing it back uh, into every gear. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I drove all the way back. <laughs> you know, I probably drove 45 kilometres. I, on the it's freeway, yeah, it wasn't bad, but it was freeway most of the way, so you just had to get it started. And I used, yeah, the starter motor just to get it to move along because I was on my own. Oh yeah, just to get it going. Yeah, yeah, you know, floor the accelerator at the same time. It, Do it that way. Uh, I'm just going to see what um, best speeding excuses were that you might have heard of. Um, 
or may have used yourself. I've, I've used quite a few over the years. Uh, it hasn't always worked. Uh, but, um, yeah, there would be a, a fair few out there of um, elaborate uh, excuses I, I for. I don't think I've used many excuses. I don't think I've been caught that many times. Um, well, gee. You know, I got pulled over. Oh, when was that? Oh, I had the WRX. I remember I taken off at the lights next to a VW Golf and he wanted to go. So I'm like, yeah, we'll give it a go. So I sort of, I booted it off and um, he didn't go. And I went, oh, it's a bit odd. And then realized there's a cop right behind me. Oh, okay. And uh, he followed me uh, up over the hill down towards Fountain Gate and uh, he put the lights on. And yeah. um, I, I had gone over the speed limit, only by about 10 Ks, not a lot. And he, <laughs> he was in like, a, it was a weird thing. It was only, I reckon it was only five years ago. But he was in like a Ford Falcon, but it was an old Ford Falcon wagon. Um, Oh, okay. I don't know if it was a BA or something, but it was on the, it had police stickers all over it. And uh, anyway, he pulled me over and he asked me what I was doing, yeah. you know, why I said, oh, the guy next to me baited me. Um, he said he wanted me to go. I didn't see it there, so I took yeah. off and he just sort of looked at me and went, ah, oh. he goes, you know, you went over a speed limit. I go, yeah, I do. I said, look. He <laughs> goes, and the next thing he said, shocked me. He goes, he goes, look, had I had a camera in the car, he goes, I would have found you. I go, what do you mean? Yeah. He goes, um, he goes, well, look, I don't have any speed equipment in the car. He goes, I can't find you. I don't have a camera in the car. There's no speed. Um, he, he just sort of okay, said, oh, yeah, there's nothing yeah. I can do. Oh, I thought, oh, I, I go, it's weird. I sort of question him. I go, oh, I go, can't you just book me based on, you know, how fast you were going to how fast I looked like I was going? He goes, it's not worth yeah. it. And <laughs> I, I probably spoke a bit too much. I just should have, you know, shut up about it. <laughs> what are you trying to talk yourself into one? <laughs> yeah, I was kind of, I was a bit, I don't know. I was a bit taken by surprise, I think. What about yourself? Yeah. Uh, the best one I used was that I was testing the cruise control. So I was in that um, that same XD with the, the 351 yeah. on uh, Nepean Highway, just past Moorabbin, uh, near the police station there, over South Road, gave it a bit. Next thing I get picked up, oh, geez, you know, what's your excuse for speeding? I said, oh, sorry, it's got a, an aftermarket cruise control in it, which it did. I said, I was just, I pressed resume and the thing took off. I said, I'm not, I'm not used to it, I'm not used to this car. And he goes, oh, you're just showing off to the young lady. I said, I oh, don't know, she's not interested in cars. Said, oh. Who is that? Said, Who is in the car? I was Kelly again. Yeah. And I, and I said, that was, um, you're just testing this cruise control out. He said, oh, okay, well, then, you know, don't do it again. And he let you off. That's lucky. You, you got yeah. away with that one? Yeah, and the second one was in that RX-7 Series 2. Yeah. Flying through um, up near past Frankston Hospital. Okay. In the 60 zone. I was probably doing 80 or 90, and they picked me up. That's when they had the Red Joe Cop 991. And they said, oh, I said, look, I've just got the car. It's new. I said, what the previous car I had was just an old beat-up XT Falcon, and I'm not, not used to this sports car. And they let me off there too. And I had a good chat about the car and the number plate, and little did they know that XT was a, a 5.8. It wasn't an old bomb. It was a Yeah, you thinking, yeah, just a six-cylinder, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, but I think I don't know. I think my glasses work work well for me. It gives you a bit of a an a, a, you know, an innocent kind of a look. Yeah, you kind of don't look like the person that'd be speeding. No, no. So I've been lucky uh, over the times, I guess. And have you been fined for speeding? You've been caught as well. Oh yeah, I've been. Yeah, I've had a lot of speeding fines. Not not recently, but um, over the years, I've probably had some. Uh, 10 to 12, maybe more uh, speeding fines, I guess. I don't think I've had that many. I can't think of anything. Um, Been fine for nothing else, just speeding, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've had fines and stuff, you know, for parking and not paying uh, for a ticket and stuff like that. I don't think I've had many spin tickets at all. Um, I can't think of any. That's good. Off the top of my head, which is pretty good. I've been driving for now, you know, I know, what, 24 years, give or take, 23, 24 years. That's not bad. Probably the best one was in a um a box store. I was stationary at the light to turn right into this street. Uh, gave it a bit. Oh, it was a nine eight seven series two. Bang bang through the gears, and they're coming over the hill on the other side and pulled me over and said, "Oh, the thing here says eighty nine k's. Were you coming from straight across the other side of the road?" I said, "No, I was turning right from the light stationary." And they go, oh, "You couldn't have been going that quick." I said, "No. How am I going to go in that short distance that far?" <laughs> And they said, oh, yeah, it must be a problem with the, the gear. But no, it was, it was right. It was you. <laughs> <laughs> it was me, yeah. It was the car. But, yeah. I, got, I got pulled over for, uh, and fined, mind you, um, for driving in the right lane. 
over. Um, okay, oh, good. So you should be. Yeah, so you should be. No, well, look. In my my defence, I was driving to my <laughs> mate's house. I was I had to turn right somewhere up ahead, probably about ten oh, kilometres okay. ahead. Oh, and uh, you no, ahead, do you know what it was? He he was annoyed at me because I did something. I cut him off. Um, I didn't realise oh, okay. it was a cop car, and I I pulled onto the bus highway, and I just sort of booted off. Um, yeah, and he had to um, swap lanes because of me doing it. Oh, okay, and yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think he kind of got the shits. He was a, an undercover cop car, so I went ah, oh, and I saw him, and then realised yeah. what I'd done. So I just sat in the right lane, going where I was going. I didn't think about the speed limit, so I sat there. Going, yeah. like, I'm just going to sit on the speed limit. I'm going to show this guy. You know, he ain't going to get me for anything. And then no, you're um, a citizen, yeah. Yeah, then bang, he puts he he, uh, he puts the lights on. I go, I go, all right, here we go. What have I done now? Like, surely he didn't, yeah. you know, what have I done? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yep, sitting in the right lane. I just kind of when he told me, I went, oh, idiot. And uh, he goes, why are you doing that? I said, oh, I've got to turn up here somewhere. I just can't, couldn't remember where about it was. Um, he goes, I've yeah. been following you for five kilometers. <laughs> Really, James? Yeah, he did. He followed me. He waited for me to do something wrong, and that was obviously part of it. And he had to follow me for a certain distance and observe me. Oh, okay. Observe yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of. And that was it. He got me. And that was, um, I think I lost maybe two or three points on that too. It was like a two points and maybe a, I um, don't know, a couple of hundred dollar fine as well, like $211 fine. Oh, far out. So you actually um, oh, yeah, you know, he, got a fine? Yeah, because he, yeah, he was annoyed at me cutting him off earlier in traffic, and he just kind of waited for me to do something wrong. And I thought, I, I forgot. I forgot about sitting oh, in the right please. lane over 80 k's an hour. You need to invest in a pair of glasses. Oh, I do. Yeah. I've got them only wear them at night time, mate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this was daytime. <laughs> I was going fishing. <laughs> uh, well, you baited, baited him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll try to see whether that went over my head, but hey, on. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I don't know what it was, but there we go. I'm sure there was something there. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a fishing pun. That's right. Oh, it was too. Yeah, real. there we go. I knew I missed it. <laughs> yeah, you got reeled in, didn't you? Yeah, you, did. <laughs> you only did. Um, all right, what are we doing now? Uh, do you want me to do a quiz? Do a quiz? Yeah, we've got do time a quiz. for that. Let's do a quiz. We've got time for that. Okay, now some of it is visual, so I don't know how we're going to do that. But I'm going to read through. There's probably I don't know how many questions there are. There's probably ten or twenty. Um, oh, let's live it a go, give it a go. Yeah, I've got to find it now. Quiz Maestro. Yeah, have you heard of Drive Tribe? Drive Tribe, yeah, they're um, they're a tribe out in remote Africa, aren't they? <laughs> you an idiot. No, <laughs> no, it's it's like a forum website. <laughs> you know, I, well, oh, you do know it. All right, good. You know yeah, what it is. <laughs> do you know who? Do you know who started it? And this isn't part of the quiz. It's just to see if you know. Um, no, I don't. James um, Mann. James yeah, Mann? yeah, correct. All three of them. Okay. Yeah, so they started oh, yeah, a website. Okay, yeah. yeah, so they've basically got it, and they put a lot of car stories on their uh, quizzes, which I love to uh, do myself, and to sort of go, oh, I got, yeah. you know, 50% <laughs> or 60% or something. <laughs> um, now, yeah. I'll see if I can do this one for you, because uh, some of it's a visual. We're going to go with the first one. Now, yeah, yeah. both of these Mercedes have a special type of door called, and it's got a uh, Mercedes-Benz, was that an SLS? And there's a 300 SL. Now, the choices okay, yeah. are, you got three choices, and I'll let me go through them. Yep. Scissor doors, okay. gullwing doors, or butterfly doors? Uh, gullwing doors. All right, so we're going to lock that in, Eddie? Lock it in. All right, we'll lock that one in. Yeah, we got that one correct. That was quite an easy one. Um, the open-top version of the LaFerrari is known as the FXXK Evo, LaFerrari Aperta, or LaFerrari, LaFerrari Speciale. Um, the first one, the XX, whatever it bloody was. For the open top version of a LaFerrari? Yeah. Okay, well, we get, uh, we'll go with that one. I know it's wrong, but it's the Aperta. Okay. You haven't heard that before? No, it's all right? No, no, no. All right, well, there we go. Now, Italian cars, introduced four months before 1965, what car's earliest models are known as the 1964 and a half models? Um, oh, probably the the one that's every second car on the road at the moment. Um, the Pontiac GTO, the Porsche 911, or the Ford Mustang. Oh, the Ford Mustang. They had the 64 and a half model. There we go. You know it. All right, cool. You got that one. Yeah. Um, Mercedes teamed up with what car company to create the SLR? Aston Martin, McLaren, or Pagani? Uh, 
uh, McLaren that was. You know that one there? That's a, yeah, was it McLaren Mercedes? That's a cool looking car. That's, it is that's a, a good really one. cool car. Okay, now this one, I'm going to have to explain what this one is. Maybe you might know what it is, but it's a uh, this six-wheel tr- pickup truck by Hennessy. is called the G63 Velociraptor or the S6S Raptor. Uh, Velociraptor. You know that one too, yeah. That one's it. Yeah, I've heard of that thing. I did get that one, by the way. All right. In 1939, what automaker created this one-off racing airplane known as the Model 100? Rolls-Royce, Bugatti, or BMW? I'll give you a clue. It's like a, and I don't know what, it's it's a light blue plane. Light blue? We go with um, that's, that's BMW? Kind of, well, the light blue might um, hint you one way. So you got Rolls BMW. Royce. You reckon BMW? Okay. Yeah. It was the Bugatti. Remember the Bugatti EB110? Ah, Bugatti. And they did it in oh, that light okay, blue yeah, yeah. as well. I don't know what color's called, but yeah. All right. Now, the Koenigsegg 1-1 got its name from the production number one of one. The price to power yeah. ratio is yeah. power to weight ratio. Uh, it'd have to be power to weight, wouldn't it? It'd have to be. Are we locking that in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll lock it in. Yeah, you got that one? Beautiful. Now, Skoda is based in what country? Norway, Denmark, or the Czech Republic? Uh, it's going to be Czech, mate. All right, we'll lock it in? <laughs> yeah. Czech, mate. You idiot. You going to check it? <laughs> yeah, no, I already got it. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, you did. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> there you go. Give me two of them this time. <laughs> Jeez, that's not generous, very generous. All right. What All about right. what about yeah, this one surprised me too? About what percentage yeah. of Rolls Royces are still available or still on the road today? Twenty four percent? Eighty one percent or seventy five percent? probably they're probably well maintained because they're expensive cars to begin with. Um so I'd have to know the seventy five percent. Okay, let's lock it in. We correct on that one too, or you are. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, the inventor of cruise control was homeless, blind, or, tr- or trying to make a time machine. Okay, so he got me out of a speeding fine. That's that's for sure. Um, I'll, I'll go with um, blind. And that one's correct as well. Cool. Did you know that one? Blind. I've heard, I've heard it, but I don't know if it was true. This one's gonna be hard. Um, I, I kind of need to send you a picture of this one. Um, let me. Take a photo. I'm going to send this to you, and I'll read it out to you too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. But that sure. might be a good idea because it's a visual one. Okay, tell me when you receive this one. Waiting for it to come through. Okay, well, while we wait, this is what car companies technology center. Now, it's got a picture of a big center from above, like an aerial photography. It's in a round oh, yeah. circle. Yeah. Um, It's got a big yeah. lake out the front of it. Yeah. Um, Kind of looks, looks like, um, you know, the yin-yang shape. From the top. Now you've got Nissan, Zenvo, and McLaren. Okay, it does look like a yin yang kind of a setup. Oh, the so garden looks very, the garden looks very, very neat. Okay, it does look Japanese styled. So I'd probably have to go with the uh, Nissan. Okay, well I knew this one anyway because uh, I've seen a lot of videos yeah. on it recently. It's actually the McLaren. McLaren. Yeah, oh, in, really? In the UK, yeah, yeah. It's a nice looking place. Now, um, what car has an optional shag carpet on the dashboard? Okay, on uh, the dash. Yeah, on top. There's a little circle of it on top. Now, yeah, okay. Cr- okay. Chrysler PT Cruiser, Nissan Cube, or the Fiat Multipla? Oh, it sounds really bizarre, so I'd probably go with the, the Nissan Cube because it's a pretty bizarre kind of a car. Yeah, you got it. It's a weird-looking yeah. thing. I don't know why yeah, you need it on looking... top. No, we well, should send the car for a Brazilian. You wouldn't need it. Um, Ford won its first <laughs> Le Mans in 1964, 1966, and 1962. Uh, I'd say 66 after I got that program started. Okay. Well, there we go. We got that one correct as well. Oh, nice. Okay. So Carol Shelby won Le Mans as a driver in 1959 in what car? In Maserati Birdcage? The Daytona or the Aston Martin DBR1? Uh, say the, the Daytona. Okay, Shelby Daytona. It's wrong. Aston Martin DBR1. Aston Martin? Okay, so he's driving those. Yeah, he was, I believe, early on, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now, can I do this one? All right, U.S. President Biden B. Johnson used to pull what prank on unknowing passengers with his amphicar? So it's like an amphibious car. Oh, okay, so you can drive on the water. Yes. So it's got a yep. picture of him in the back of the car on it. But now, pretend the engine cut out in the middle of the lake, rock back and forth in an attempt to flip the amph- amphicar over, and pretend the brakes had failed and ram it into the lake. Uh, probably the last one. That's what I'd do. That'd be a bit of fun. Yeah, that's what I can do. All right, yeah, that was correct. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that. That'd be cool. Um, Lamborghini selfishly created one of the – was it only one of this one-seater car – for themselves, called the Terzo Millenio, Egoista, or the Pregunta? Oh, the first one, but I can't pronounce it. Terzo Millenio. Yeah. Um, it's not correct. It was uh, Egoista. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think, and I could be wrong, but obviously something to do with Ego, uh, being a one-seater yeah, Lamborghini, one of one. Yeah. Um, now, which American car in 2007 um, topped Veyron 16.4 as the fastest production car in the world? Saline S7, Hennessy Venom GT, or the, was it the SSC Ultimate Aero Double T? Or TT? It was the Hennessy it was. Okay. Um, no, it was the, the last one. Well, was it? Okay. Yeah, because I actually thought it was a Venom GT, the Hennessy Venom as well, because it's a yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the Lotus, isn't it? It's kind of a longer, wider Lotus. Yeah, that's a lot it of looks power. Like. It shares the same body. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Here's uh, and I think the final one. Which of these car companies is not a part of the Volkswagen Group? You should get this one. Oh, the, you should be. Skoda, Seat. Is it Seat? Seat. Yeah, Seat. Seat. Um, that's how you say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Audi, Bentley, Rolls-Royce, or Bugatti? Oh, Rolls-Royce. Correct. I knew you'd get that one. That was an easy one. All right, that was it. So what did we get? You what got 80%. Not too bad. That was pretty Not good. Too bad. Yeah. I thought it was a few right. tricky ones in there. Pretty tricky ones in there. Yeah, I think a couple of visual ones that you kind of needed to see as well, and uh, there's only so, mm. much, you know, so much we can do with that. Yeah. The, we're not Except the, the, one about the, the, the one about the cruise control, the blind guy, that wasn't, wasn't a visual one. You should have pretended when you got pulled over by the police officer that you were blind. From <laughs> 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 those rumours that Ray, uh, was it Stevie Wonder can see, isn't it? Yeah, well, I showed you that. You know, when he catches the um, yeah. the microphone, it falls, and he sort of leans out and catches it. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, not look at it. I was a bit odd. I thought, oh, come on. Yeah. I reckon that might be he's, right. He's highly skilled, right? All right. I'm trying to work out the pun on that one. I don't know. You didn't see it coming, did you? Oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> Maybe he did. Maybe he did. <laughs> I've seen in car news this week, BMW is to debut uh, remote start via phone. Do you think Do you think that's a useful technology or do you think that's a bit of a, a wank factor? Oh, it's definitely a wank factor. Who, who, why would you want that? I don't know. I mean, So what? So you start well, it before you're in the car? Like you're not in the car, so like the old remote start um, on the old yeah, alarms yeah. years ago? Okay, the problem with that is I remember when I worked again back at Strathville Car Radio, um, a friend of mine had a Honda Civic, which he'd installed one of those in it, right, yeah. the old remote start. And yeah. because we were close enough to the car park, he accidentally started it from when the key was in his pocket. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And the car sat there idling half a day and it overheated. So by the time, by the end of the day, he went out to get his car or to get to jump in the car and go. The car was just a big puddle of water everywhere. Oh, geez. So oh, yeah. could you imagine if you'd done that, right, and with the phone, you don't have to be next next to the car. You can be anywhere in the yeah. world. Imagine accidentally doing it. Yeah, true. It's a bit of a crock. And it says um, it might leave Victorian legislation might not allow a car to run. No, well, no one there present. Yeah, well, we never so. allowed it anyway. You never allowed it. It was never legal to do it, even with um, the alarms. Yeah, yeah. Like, you couldn't start it from without being in the vehicle. It wasn't allowed. I remember the manual really? cards, so automatic you could do quite easily. Yeah. Uh, manual, you had a – what was it? I remember there's this little uh, servo we used to have to attach to make sure the car was in neutral when you tried starting it. It would locate – it would yeah. use like a couple of strings and it would work out whether the car was in neutral – and if it was in neutral, it would start it. If it was in gear, it wouldn't start it. So you, you, know, you don't try and yeah. jump start it, into, you know, bang it into a wall or another car or something. 
you remember a guy did that. He worked at the Autobahn, and they had a 300 ZX twin turbo, and he had the remote start when it first came out back in the late late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, and actually went went through the wall there, the, the bloody building. Oh wow! It was in gear, and he had bypassed the override or whatever it was. Pretty embarrassing. So what did it went through the wall or the window? Yeah, I said, oh. I said, why is your car an undercoat? He said, oh, the remote start. It went through the through the wall, through the back garage car park. I think it's a bit of a crock in this remote start, this thing going. I mean, VF Commodore's had that for, for years, and other cars have had it. You can start the car up with the key, but... What, on a VF Commodore? The VF Commodore, yeah, it's a remote start. Uh, and you can use it legally? Well, I don't know. My wife's Equinox has got that remote start. Okay, I didn't know it's that. Good on, it's good on a hot day. Like you can start it up, get the aircon going or whatever, but... So have the, the rules must have changed for that to be allowed, like, uh, you know... I guess so, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, they're going on about this in the news. They've got this technology BMW where you can remote start via your phone and blah, blah. But yeah, I think it's a bit over- overrated, really. Yeah, other than to heat the car up, I think. You know, you turn the heater on, turn yeah, the heater on, yeah. something like that. I think that'd be a good idea. Um, good idea, yeah. What do you need yeah. the car running for, really? Yeah, you have to do a bit of a flog. <laughs> so there's that. Got anything else there? Uh, on this end, no, nah, that was it pretty much. Hey, let me have a quick look. What do we got? Let's see if we've covered everything. I think we covered everything at the moment. I think we have, yeah. Then um, we have this for this uh, episode. Uh, no. Uh, no, kind of covered everything we need to do. That's good. Uh, how do you think we went for the uh, second podcast? Oh, well, it was pretty good considering it's a little bit different being um, isolated. But, yeah, once the headphones are on, it's not too bad. It's a bit hard not knowing when you're going to talk. Because I can't see a it. little bit, but you, I think you just wait a little bit and then yeah. There's that little pause be- between when you hear if you hear no one talking, you just go, you jump in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's it. I think. I think we'll call it there. Um. And then we'll be back for number three next week. Yes, we'll see you back next week on the show. We'll have some um, some car news from around the traps and some other uh, petrol-headed topics to talk through. I need your catchphrase. Can I don't have a catchphrase yet. Yeah, you do. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. (laughs) We'll see you next Tuesday.